and this is your backstage pass for the Boscombs Berks Jazz Fest here on the People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter. Our guest today backstage is Mike Eben. Thanks Hi, for joining Joe. us. Yeah, thank you. And thanks, while we're saying it, to the Berks Arts Council for making this series Absolutely. possible. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up pretty soon. Yes, it is. Sooner than you think. <laughs> have you been involved for 28 years? I have not for 28 years. Uh, I wasn't even living in Reading, I think, when the Jazz Fest first started. Um, so I didn't know you were a transplant. Um, I grew up in Reading. Oh, okay. Was out of the town for a while and then right, back again. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. So about how many years have you been involved? Oh, I would just be guessing, but I'll say right. at least 10. There you go, a decade. Yeah. And you were, it, it seems, and I, I don't want to tell you, but it seems mm -hmm. a big component of your participation is education. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I've been involved in jazz education since I started teaching at Muhlenberg uh, back in the late 80s. Do uh, you get a sense or do you really know how impactful that is for the kids? And I ask you that because there were two <laughs> students in here for a backstage pass and they were mm -hmm. from Kutztown University. But what really struck me, and it's the first we had students in on a backstage pass, right. is there Exuber literal exuberance and enthusiasm. They were just alive with passion for this music. And, right. and I thought of you because as an educator, you are touching those lives so profoundly. Well, and I think that's an important component of school music programs. Yeah. Uh, and that's the importance of, of having the school music programs is that we can present all kinds of music to students, including jazz. For me, it's especially jazz, but yeah. you know. And uh, those students, and I think I've said this before, uh, are probably, most of them are not going to be performers of jazz. They're going to be consumers. They're going to be listeners. So they're our future audience, and they're the people that are going to help us promote that music and uh, keep it alive. Which is really important, and that's Absolutely. kind of what the fest <laughs> is about as well. Right. Um, over the course of your career teaching, mm -hmm. can you tell, like, oh, that student's probably going to be performing. And I'm not asking you to name names, but does that type of student jump out at you? Absolutely. Uh, and you can tell it just by their passion for the music. You'll see it in the way they prepare themselves mm. and the way they go about it. Uh, they'll start listening to jazz uh, a lot more than some other students will. It'll be a part of their life. And so you can tell pretty quickly when, when that's going to be happening. How does the switch happen or the, the flip? And maybe there isn't a, a switch that flips, but I'm, I'm picturing you know, high school, young college students, and maybe it's rock and roll or maybe it's um, alternative music. How do you flip them to jazz? Well, I think a good deal of it has to be with having a good jazz program in your school. Okay. And uh, I think through those programs, that's that's how you flip that switch. Mm -hmm. The student gets pulled in maybe in junior high, you oh. know, middle school. They start playing in their school jazz band. Uh, they start to dig it. Maybe by the time they get to high school now, they're thinking, ooh, this is really cool. And that's when they really start to get into it and get into not only just playing it, but they get into the history of it by doing all their listening and thing. They're going back and they're checking out Miles Davis. They're checking out Charles Mingus. They're, they're going back and checking out Ellington and Armstrong and all the greats. And that's when they really start to make it a part of what they do. I, I didn't think about the history connection and, and that certainly makes sense. So as they're checking that out, are, are they seeing the parallels of those influences on the music that they were listening to? 
Perhaps oh, before I they get turned so. on to jazz? Yeah, and um, I think a lot of uh, us who are jazz educators, that's part of what we do. It's not just teaching how to play the music, but you have to go back and know where it comes from. If you don't know the history, right. you really aren't going to get into it as deeply as you need to if you really want to get, get into jazz. How about From the Hip? Tell me about that. From, from the, the Hip, hip you're on that. That's my baby. I love yeah. this band. Uh, great players. It's uh, started out as a sextet. Uh, the past couple years now, we've been uh, expanding to a nonet. Uh, so we have a nine-piece group. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I even have a former student of mine, Greg Wilson, is playing saxophone with really? us. Really, that must be pretty is, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I love telling the story about Greg. He's a great example of this. When I had him in sixth grade, I was a middle school band director. And I thought, this kid's never going to be in band by seventh grade. Really? He, he didn't practice. He never remembered <laughs> his horn. He forgot his music. He loves when I tell the story. And uh, seventh grade, he heard the jazz band play, and he asked if he could join. And I had an extra Barry sax. I said, why don't you play Barry sax? And that was it. He was pulled in, and he just got better and better and better by the time he got to high school. He made all-state jazz band. Wow. And now he's living down in Philly and, and playing and, and gigging and stuff. So it, it's great to see. Now, so that's one yeah. where uh, you're thinking that student's probably not going to be playing jazz and <laughs> something happened there. Something happened. <laughs> the, the wheel started to turn and he got pulled in and it was jazz that pulled him in. That's so it's the beauty of those programs, as you say. Absolutely. Now, I absolutely. heard you retired. I'm semi-retired. Yeah. So you're still teaching? I uh, do the jazz band at Albright College mm -hmm. and I still teach privately as well. Excellent. Yeah. Are you, are you yeah. enjoying semi-retirement? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I get to do what I love all the time. Isn't that all? So you didn't retire <laughs> from music or, the, or from the head no, or anything no, like that? No, no. The only thing I retired was, from was uh, calf duty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and study Thank hall. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying part of your day, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about, can you, can you talk to me a little bit about the ed, Jazz Ed Days? That's the first yes. weekend. What happens there? Absolutely. Well, it's not just the first weekend. It's already started. We had uh, oh, okay. Instrumental Get Jazz Day happen on January 13th. That was at Why I'm Missing Junior Senior High. Okay. Uh, we had, a, uh, I think it was seven different uh, instrumental groups come in and go through clinics and things for the day and performances. And we have our, our uh, Get Jazz Vocal Day is coming up on Saturday, February 10th. That'll be in Exeter School District at the high school. So we have uh, eight different school districts involved there and they'll be, going again, going through clinics and things. All kinds of guest artists will be in to work with the musicians. I never really thought about jazz as a vocal thing. So are you teaching oh, scat and that sort of thing? I'm sure there'll be a little bit of that, a little yeah. bit of everything, yeah. And again, getting into the history of the music and, and uh, those techniques, which are a little bit different from, of course, singing classically. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, I think it'll be real fun for the kids. We've been doing it the past few years, so. It, it is, yeah. um, it, I think it's very cool that professionals like yourself and educators like yourself and musicians that come in for the Jazz Fest right. get involved in the education process oh, yeah. in our high schools. But what about the, um, it's Get Jazzed or J-A-Z-Z-E-D. That's right. The event that happens at the Double Tree the first weekend and that's open for everybody, correct? Yes, uh, again, it's a day of clinics and we have bands that will sign up for that. Uh, we still have two openings, by the way, you band directors out there. Um, and again, it's a day of clinics, but anyone's welcome to come in and sit in on any of the clinics that we want to. Uh, we have uh, breakdown sessions for all the individual instruments, trumpets, trombones, saxophones, rhythm section, and we'll have clinicians for each of those. Uh, we're going to have um, 
a session on sight reading for some of the bands. Uh, we're going to have a session on improvisation. And we have great clinicians coming in. We have several local artists coming in, as, as well as Andrew New, uh, wow. Gerald Veasley, and Albert Rivera will be in working with us. And then to top it off, we have a talented trio of teenagers coming in. They're called Teen Town. I heard about them. They are, they, are they performing with them? Um, Oh. They're going to be opening up for Victor Wooten. They are, Victor Wooten, that's Yes, right. the night before. And then they're going to be performing for us as well at this clinic day. And um, the oldest one is a senior in high school. He's the keyboard player. The uh, drummer's a sophomore. And the bass player, who's a phenomenon all un unto his own, is in seventh grade. No way. Wow. Way. Wow. <laughs> way. So they're going to play at our clinic, and then they're also going to play that evening. We're having our first ever Berks Jazz Fest High School Jazz Festival, oh. which is going to be also at the Doubletree Hotel. So that's going to be like a, a regular jazz fest with, uh, we're going to have judges there. We're going to have an overall winner, and the overall winner is going to, their grand prize will be some time to spend with Gerald Beasley. Oh. at their own school. So he'll come to visit the winning school and work with them and do some clinics and things. That is So we're really cool. looking forward to that. And Teen Town is going to be the feature act at the end of that night as well. And that's Saturday or Sunday? That first will be weekend. Sunday. Sunday, uh, the Sunday, first weekend. Yeah, the eighth. Um, mm -hmm. but, but seriously, I'm, I'm hearing these are excellent programs for students, but if, if you play music um, and you want to know a little bit more about sight reading or improv, you can join a clinic. You Absolutely. don't have to be a student at but a wait. school. Oh, there's more. There's more. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> on Monday night, we're going to have a jam session at the Inn at Reading, and that's going to feature the Lars Pottinger Trio. Wow. And we're also going to have some guest artists there, you know, some people. Now, this may is you when you say we. Well, I'll be the host of it, yes. Okay. But okay. we're also going to have, besides Lars's group, Gerald Veasley's going to visit us. Albert Rivera will be there again. Eric Marienthal. Oh, my god. And goodness. I'm told Randy Brecker will be joining us as well. So I'm really excited about that. And you are highlighting how the artists come to town and they want to be involved Absolutely. in this education process. Absolutely. They love it as much as, as we educators do and, and they're educators themselves. I mean, a lot of them, that's also a part of what they do. What they do. Passing yeah. it forward or paying it forward. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of loving it, yes. all of our guests here on the backstage pass get the same five questions. We okay. call it the lightning round. All right. So <laughs> this is the fun part for you. Um, the the answers are always very, very interesting. Okay. So we'll start with, <laughs> what does jazz music, when you hear jazz music, what's that mean to you? I guess the first word that would pop into my head would be freedom. Oh. Um, I, as an educator, most kids start in fourth or fifth grade learning to play an instrument and they're told, here's how you play it, here's the book, right. bury your head in this book, play these notes exactly as they're written down, and don't shy away from that. Then they get to middle school and they get in jazz band and all of a sudden they're told, okay, make up a solo. And they go, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's the freedom aspect of it. You're opening that up. And I wish if I could do it all over again, I think I'd try to put a little bit more of that into what I did as an educator. Uh, a little bit more training by ear. Let the ear tell you what to do. Pick out songs by that? ear. Oh, absolutely. Or is that just something you feel? No, it's something you can absolutely teach. You can start by something as simple as playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. You know, and I do that with my private students. Play the song by ear, and then, okay, you did it in that key, now let's do it in a different key. And that oh. builds that basis for being able to play whatever you want to play. Because the ultimate goal in jazz, after you practice all those scales and all that endless practicing and hours and hours of work, is 
to be able to play whatever you hear inside your head. Right. And that's where the freedom comes from. Freedom. That's yeah. the first we got that answer. I like that. <laughs> so how has um, jazz impacted your life? My life, well, it's been a part of my life, you know, since I've been a, in my band program. You know, in junior high, we had a, mm. a huge stage band with Al Leader at the Cole Building in Muhlenberg School District. And then when I got to high school, I had Hank Hoffman as my band director, and he was a Count Basie fanatic. So that sealed the deal right there. I knew that's what I wanted to play, and I knew I probably wanted to be an educator from that point on. So I've been doing it ever since. So you've been touched in middle school. Absolutely. And that's what you're doing back. Absolutely. C.E. Cole, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about um, mentors? Who are your jazz mentors? Uh, well, I would start with Al Leader and uh, Hank Hoffman. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that got me into it, listening it. Uh, I think my peers in college were really uh, influential. Um, people like Tom Stroman, who's a fantastic teacher and performer today. Um, you know, the people that I grew up listening to, uh, John Coltrane, Dexter Gordon, Miles Davis, I love them all, and it's, it, it just feeds on itself, you know. The, the love for it shows on your face right now, <laughs> oh, that's good It's very to know. cool, very <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. This is a tough one, I think, sometimes, because we don't think about our legacy, mm -hmm. but, but we live a legacy every day. So yeah. what, what, or how would you characterize your jazz legacy? Well, I hope it's that I'm offering an outlet for students to learn to play jazz, mm -hmm. but not only that, I'm hoping they will become lovers of the music you know that and again that's i can't stress that enough most of our kids are not going to grow up and be performers they're going to become consumers right and if they grow up loving this music they're the ones who are going to pay it forward yep. and they're going to bring a love of that to their children and their children's children and hopefully that's going to keep jazz alive and growing it's a good legacy yeah it does it kind of keeps going on and on <laughs> And um, this one's always tough, so I don't want to say a, your favorite, but what okay. is a, a, a favorite highlight from Jazz Fest that you, you kind of remember fondly, like that was oh, fun? Man, well, f I think uh, educationally, it's seeing the kids perform. Mm. Uh, when I host the Jazz Jams, we, it seems like every year we have more and more kids come out. Last year, we had almost 30 kids come out. Wow. And we're trying to get all of them up on stage and performing, which we ended up doing, which is which was ter terrific. So wait, you know? they first they came out, they met, and you put them on stage. We put them on stage. Oh, that's awesome! In small groups, and they they perform, and then seeing the groups like uh, the All County Jazz Band mm -hmm. perform, you know, mm -hmm. and you can see just that love of the music in, in those kids, and especially when you see the ones who become really good soloists, and you know they're going to take it a little bit further, and hopefully a lot further. That's just cool to see that that happening. So I think just seeing it passed on to the students is, is the highlight I see year after year. That's pretty cool to hear because I know that you <laughs> love to perform as well. Oh yeah. It means a lot to you and yeah. to get together and just jam with your peers. Absolutely. But your highlight is seeing others blossom. Yeah. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, don't get me wrong. I love playing with From the Hip, too. Uh, I know, I know you do. I know, that's what I mean. I know how important and passionate you are about that, but the yeah. highlight is to see others shine. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Mike, even don't miss it. From the Hip, the Nonet, and actually, you're very busy that first weekend. There's a lot going on. That's right. We're playing on opening night with From the Hip, so I'm very excited about that. Opening night, yeah. and yeah. that is April 6th, April I 6th, do believe, Friday, Friday, April 6th, yeah. It's the 28th annual Boscovsburg's Jazz Fest. Don't miss it. Thanks for joining us for the Backstage Pass and 
sign up, like us, and you won't miss any of them.